Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Ah! Oh, what the f*** did that for? Hey! That was... Don't swear. What are we? Werewolves, not swirls. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you fired that guy for lying but were okay with what he was lying about, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, February 17th, 2017, the Russian Connection edition of the show, where we discuss who knew what and when did he know it. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by me, Vladimir Putin. I'm sexy man without shirt on. You like. I'm here to tell you not worrying about all these lies about me and little Donald. He's fine. Making good friends. You not think things are about you. Maybe someone have tragic accident, like building fall on them. Who know? You call Congress, say it's okay. No need for looking at little Donald and me, Vladimir Putin. Manliest man on planet. See me ride horse? You're sexy, right? I buy this spot on low-rate podcast for saying maybe host's not smart. And if host run over by black SUV on 5th Avenue, definitely tragic accident and not me, Vladimir Putin. Strong, smart, democratic leader and good, good friend of America. Look, Putin, from everything I see, has no respect for this person. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States. No puppet. And it's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit no, that the, the Russians have engaged in cyber attacks against the United States of America, that you encouraged espionage against our people, that you are willing to spout the Putin line, sign up for his wish list, break up NATO, do whatever he wants to do, and that you continue to get help from him because he has a very clear favorite in this race. Oh, I completely understand why she's just out wandering around the woods. She probably needs to go out there to scream. Sorry. Let's get the show started. This week, the Trump administration burned down, fell over, and sank into the swamp as revelations concerning a now former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's long chats with the Russian ambassador from a beach in the Dominican Republic about how quickly the cheesy dictator will roll back sanctions once he assumed his cheddar throne. Oddly enough, this was widely considered inappropriate for someone not currently serving as the member of the United States government to engage in negotiations with other members of other governments. There's even a law about it called the Logan Act. Just imagine a world where you will hold your entire future in the palm of your hand, when a tiny glowing crystal will guide you through an existence in which each day is more wonderful than the last where it will be possible for you to obtain the fulfillment of every fantasy, the satisfaction of every vanity, the absolute attainment of every wish. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents the Saul David production of Logan's Run. Now, admittedly, the Logan Act has never been enforced. It was created in 1799 or about a year or so before the movie Logan's Run actually came out. Good God, I'm old. 
I don't want to think about it. I mean, I was supposed to record it, recorded a carousel like 17 years ago. So there's even some doubt as to whether or not Flynn broke said law. But everyone was in agreement in saying that he should have not have done exactly what he did. And even Flynn himself was pretty sure he done fucked up, as demonstrated by his lying to the vice president, Mike the Silver Savior Pence, and the FBI when the story first began to circulate a couple of weeks ago. Pence then went on to appear on various Sunday morning liar circuits, telling Americans that not only did Mike Flynn not discuss sanctions with the Russians, but he would never do something like that. The problem was that when someone does something like calling the Russian ambassador, it isn't so much a private call. This is a complete and unacceptable invasion of my privacy. Indeed, the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, and Edna in accounting all pretty much monitor every single communications between Russians and... Everyone. So Flynn, lying about whether or not the conversation had taken place and about the content of the conversation, was either really, really dumb, and the man worked in intelligence, so I don't think that was the case, or he didn't think he'd done anything wrong because he was instructed to do this by his soon-to-be boss. I mean, even the tangerine twitler intimated as much during his incoherent lie-fest laughingly called a press conference. So I guess the question folks are asking is how the fuck is this happening? But what we've been we've been asking that for months now. The more current question is, what did the president know? What did he do? And when did he do and or know about it? Where have I heard that before? Yeah, hold on, we'll get there. You know, the actual more pertinent question might be, is our president actually Putin's puppet? Here is what we know. Trump has long had a hard on for Putin. By his own son's admission, he has business interest in Russia. During the campaign, he said many, many wonderful things supporting Putin and intimating that he would roll back sanctions against Russia. He called for Russia to hack the Clinton campaign in June of 2016 in public for everyone to hear. So when the Russians did hack the Clinton campaign, it should not have come as any surprise. Roger Stone, a Trump ally and advisor, tweeted about the WikiLeaks dunk with dusty emails a week before they happened by WikiLeaks. Paul Manafort, the Trump campaign manager, resigned after his name was listed in documents as being paid $13 million from a slush fund by a pro-Putin Ukrainian ex-president. And none of this was sufficient for the GOP and their dim-witted fucking voters to think that there might be some problem with Trump and the Russians and for a healthy swath of the Democrats and independents who apparently could only say, delete all of her sensitive emails immediately. And then after the election, Mike Flynn starts his sweaty beachside chats with the ambassador and then lies about them later, leading to his eventual firing, excuse me, resignation. But this is not a story about what we know. This is a story about what we don't know. You don't know shit, kid. And we have so, so many questions. Like how the New York Times reported that they had confirmed multiple contacts between Trump campaign staffers and known Russian intelligence agents during the campaign. Now, they don't have any proof of collusion between the campaign and Russia. I want to be clear on this, but we know that they talked a lot. Now, is it possible that the Trump associates were calling up known Russian spies and running a fantasy football league? Sure, sure it is. It's possible that people working at the Trump campaign were speaking on a regular basis with Russian spies on the best places to hire a hooker to pee on them in Moscow. 
At the same time, it is just as equally possible they were discussing how the Russians could best assist their ongoing campaign to install a puffy orange Alzheimer candidate into the Oval Office in furtherance of Russian political goals and to destabilize American power on the world stage. And I'd say that one is slightly more likely than the Fantasy Football League. I mean, if it was American football, not European football. The infamous Steele dossier, which would be a great name for a John Le Carre novel, contains myriad unsubstantiated rumors about all of this, some of whom are becoming increasingly more substantiated every day. And at the same time, Russian intelligence officials widely suspected of being the sources for the dossier are dropping dead all over the place. I mean, they're dying faster than a Kim Jong brother at a Malaysian airport. I think this whole conversation is incredibly poor taste. I really do. Meanwhile, back here in Moscow on the Potomac, the intelligence community is spraying leaks like my uncircumcised dongle trying to take a whiz after a long night of getting my freak on. It's just easier to say TMI. I used to say don't go there, but that's lame. Sorry, I, I, I guess in retrospect, you, you, you didn't need to know that much about me. Everyone is saying something about the things they've seen. It was leaks that brought down Flynn, and it's leaks that are increasingly leading people to believe that maybe, just maybe, those outlandish claims in the Steele dossier aren't quite as outlandish as first they appeared. It's even possible the Russians really do have a tinkle-tinkle little star video about the sad, pathetic, tiny-fingered loser sulking in the White House, raging. Everybody betrayed me. I fed up with this world. Thursday morning, rumors began to bubble up like farts through bathwater of a former intelligence official who tweeted that Trump will spend the rest of his life in prison because of the things the intelligence community have. I've included the least disreputable disreputable source for that in the show notes, so you should take that with like a giant boulder of salt. I can't find a single credible piece of news backing that claim of extraordinary leaks to come. But then again, I couldn't find one before the Steele dossier broke either, and there were identical rumors going around then saying exactly the things about the Steele dossier that were in the Steele dossier. So, those rumors of more, bigger, more awful leaks to come are swirling like a tiny chunk of poo that won't go down no matter how many times you flush the shitter. What the hell is wrong with you people?! Most of the GOP are running around with their heads shoved up their ass, hoping they won't be able to hear a question about this whole issue, particularly if they're in the House and know that their heads will promptly be removed from their asses in two years and placed on a chopping block if Trump goes down from this. But a few senators are slowly, gently creeping towards calling for an investigation into the matter the way one might approach a huddled form on the subway platform when you're unsure if it's just a homeless dude sleeping off a drunk or whether it might be a homeless dude who got his head clocked off by the subway train. Either way, you know you're not going to like what you find, but you know which one you prefer. So if you're Lindsey Graham and John McCain, you're fervently praying that it's just a snoring drunk and a pile of puke, because if it's not, you're going to have a much bigger problem. There are leaks you clean up with a mop and bucket, and leaks that you need a crime scene specialist to come in and take care of. You're Jimmy, right? This is your house? Sure is. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. 
And people are mad about the leaks. The fetid cheetah rages about them on his Twitter machine daily, contradicting himself with every fumble-fingered fuckery he types out. Jason Chaffetz, who said before the election he was looking forward to investigating every time President Clinton took a dump, has expressed repeatedly his total lack of interest in investigating whether or not the president has criminally colluded with a hostile foreign power. Jesus fucking Christ, you miserable sack of shit. If it comes out Trump has colluded with the Russians, you should be indicted as a co-conspirator for choosing your party over the security of the country. And we'll send your ass to Gitmo to sit in a cage with the Donald. But hey, you know, Jason is totally cool with investigating the leakers. The administration should be terrified of leaks. Because it was exactly this kind of leak that brought down a certain other Republican president in what, up till now, was the most devastating political scandal of American history. Let us take a moment for that wonderful walk through history listeners of the show, as low-rated though it may be, have come to know and fear. Don't know much about history. Richard Milhouse Nixon, the 37th president of the United States of America and the first president to resign his office in disgrace moments before being ran out on a rail, had political problems during his election of 1972. You know, actually, he totally did not. He ended up running against George McGovern and won in the greatest electoral ass-whipping of modern history. I mean, it was just fucking embarrassing for everyone involved, particularly in light of what Dick did later. But what Dick didn't know in the spring of 72 was who he was running against, so he sent the members of his dirty trick squads to fix some problems, and they dispatched their plumbers to break into the Democratic National Committee headquarters in the Watergate Hotel. Perhaps you've heard of this incident. The Nixon administration had a big problems on their hand after the burglars were caught and decided that the best way to go about making it go away was to make the investigation go away. And friends, that's exactly what they did. They initiated a cover-up of the crime, any involvement by the administration, and used the powers of the presidency to influence the outcome of the investigation. The White House ordered the CIA to block the FBI's investigation into the crime. That shall be his undoing. While the scandal played out at low levels, the public ignored the whole thing. The Nixon administration was confident they'd fix the issue and concentrated on beating McGovern like a low-rated podcast producer who constantly fails to keep his host drink-filled while recording. You have one job, Gavin. One job. Everyone was feeling pretty good about themselves, and they were looking forward to four more years of preventing peace in Vietnam and, you know, I guess Nixon going to China. Except for one tiny little problem a few of the media totally dishonest awful people really had this story in their teeth and they wouldn't let it go no one cared about it their editors their publishers and definitely not the readers but the reporters just kept digging and what they dug up was deep throat how much can you tell me about deep throat Dude, I'm so glad you asked because that's entirely how I'm tying this show back to what's going on right now. Come to find out, Deep Throat was a highly placed official in the FBI, one Mark Felt, a deputy director, who was pissed off and righteously angry, but mostly pissed off that the FBI was blocked by the CIA on orders of the White House from investigating the break-in, and he leaked and leaked and leaked and leaked high-level information pointing Woodward and Bernstein like a missile through an ISIS tent door. 
Woodward and Bernstein of the Washington Post weren't the only reporters on the story by this time, but they had the best source, and they're widely credited with being the reporters who broke the story that brought down the president. They couldn't have done it without Felt and the FBI, who had access to the information about the investigation, and the president did not want that to happen. And this is why the Trump administration is freaking the fuck out right now over the leaks, or at least Steve fucking Bannon is, because he knows his history well enough to know that a lot of people in places to know things are talking about things they know to the media and and if there is a cover-up if trump is a pawn of pooty poo it's gonna come out like his morning whiskey shit jesus dude what i had a lot of drink the last thing the White House wants is enough leaks to force the lapdogs on the hill to start sniffing around and having no other recourse but to do their goddamn jobs. Now, they probably shouldn't worry about that ballless bunch of crotch sniffers because they lack the guts to risk their precious agenda on a little thing like Russia having conspired with a political campaign to install a petty dictator into the highest political office of the land, violating any number of federal laws and basically undermining our entire system of fucking government because you you know, you just gotta have a fucking tax cut and take away people's health cares, you spineless fucking limp dick fucking cock munchers. It's only our fucking system of government and the future of the entire republic, after all. Nor should you expect Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III to invest much time and energy looking on into the issue. After all, the Russians are good Christian white folks who would never be so ungallant as to tear down our democracy like a common Negro tears down the social fabric of the South. So you probably can't expect Jeff, who hitched his little racist wagon to the great orange skid mark, to work all that hard on finding out the truth of this matter. You know, once upon a time, we had a mechanism for finding out what kind of nefarious dealings our executive branch was up to. We put it in place after that little Watergate fracas. You know, after the president fired enough people in the Justice Department to find someone who would finally obey him just like a good little lackey. You know, oddly enough, Assistant Attorney General Sally Yates. Real American heroes. Real American heroes. You know, before he fired her for telling Trump that his little Nazi order was a little too Nazi to be defended in court, she had also told Trump that shortly shortly before that, that Mike Flynn was lying about his chats with the Russians and was a damn good candidate for being blackmailed by them. You know, blackmailed, like if someone had a video of him watching hookers take a piss on each other. But I'm sure that's totally unrelated. Anyway, we used to have this thing called the Independent Council that most of you might remember for it investigating a blowjob for about seven years. Well, come to find out, before the blowjob years, it was actually a pretty good tool for rooting out corruption. I mean, it was the Independent Council that discovered that St. Reagan... Praise his glory, Nigel. Praise his glory. Was selling arms to Iran. You know Iran. We just put them, quote, on notice, unquote, whatever the fuck that means, and then using the money from that illegal arms sales to illegally support the rebels in Nicaragua. So the GOP really hated the Office of the Independent Council, and the Democrats hated the Office of the Independent Council because of the aforementioned blowjob investigation. So during Bush II, they both just sort of let the office expire. So, we don't got that going for us. We do have a Congress that won't do its job, 
Justice Department that is much too busy making sure black people don't vote. We lack a structure for independently investigating the truth of the allegations. So what the fuck does that actually leave us, the American public, who rightfully, I believe, have some small entitlement to know if our president is actually sucked Vladimir Putin's dick with his own mouth or whether he sent Paul Manafort over to suck it for him so he could pull off an electoral coup? Oh, hell, maybe we could just call it an actual coup that put him in the White House? Well, we've got the media. We are so incredibly fucked. We are so lost. We are so fucked. That's right, folks. All that stands between us and Red Dawn by proxy is Don Lebin and a few angry intelligence agencies willing to leak damaging info to CNN. Yeah. We are so incredibly fucked. There's a point to be made that these leaks are unsubstantiated by evidence and also the motivation of the leakers is as foggy as a podcast host slurring his way through the show finale. Trump has literally declared war on the intelligence community. He's insulted their professionalism and denied their patriotism and likened them to Nazis, which is just rich when you think about it. It is possible this is all bullshit. The intelligence agencies are playing games with the press to discredit a president they despise. It's not like that hasn't happened before. And I don't want to make these leakers out to be big damn heroes without knowing why they are leaking. Are they doing what they can to ensure the security of the country in the face of a clear and pleasant threat to our government? Or is it just spite? Well, how the fuck if we're supposed to know this if no one investigates? I don't honestly know what the fuck is going on between Trump and Russia. It's possible Trump just thinks Putin looks really sexy with his shirt off. I don't know. It's also possible, maybe even probable, that elements in the Trump campaign colluded with the Russians to interfere in the election. We are talking about a group that's repeatedly demonstrated they are fucking stupid enough to do exactly something like that. I mean, Mike Flynn, fucking how stupid with this guy. Did he lie because he didn't think he would have find out? Or did he lie because he was told Trump to do, told by Trump to do what he did and thought that Trump would cover his ass, which he totally did until it was inconvenient and then Flynn was dumped like a contractor who Trump didn't want to pay. And the only reason Flynn is keeping quiet about it now is he doesn't want to visit for some Russian chick in an LOL t-shirt in a random airport. We don't know anything, and no one is trying to find out. Do you think it might be important for someone, anyone, to check on it? We've got ICE agents ice agents pulling women out of court while getting a restraining order after her abusive husband turned her in for being illegal, and then they deport her. But no, we can't get someone to glance over the evidence that the fucking president of the United States maybe, just maybe, might be snuggle bunnies with the Russian dictators. And if the resistance wants an issue, a single unifying factor to tire disparate and bickering factions into a unified voice, the kind of voice that topples dictators, I have a slight suggestion. This is it. I love the protests. I love the marches, the individuals, but we have to have an issue when even the dim bulbs in Trumplandia might need to set up and take notice of. One that even the most disaffected millennial will notice since their video games have been full of Russian gangster bad guys for the past 20 years. We have something the GOP simply cannot ignore if we keep grinding in their faces until they finally do their fucking jobs. And once they start, all 
other business stops. No repeals, no replaces, nothing without that isn't the investigation. We've had smoke for months. Now we've got fire. So let's take that fire and put it up under the asses of Congress and make them do their jobs. Ideally, we would get an independent counsel who is free to find out the truth, and I believe that should be our rallying cry to bring him back and turn her loose. If we can investigate an intern bobbing the president's knob, we can investigate a president butt-boofing Pooty's poll. Yet, apparently, the activists left. Nothing good can come from this doesn't think this is a big deal, according to an article I read on Mike, News by Millennials for Millennials. Quote, this stuff around fake news in Russia, which has been the party line for democratic leadership, is an echoing because for most people, it's not the most immediate threat posed by the Trump presidency, Keeley Mullen, a national organizer for the Socialist Alternative, said in an interview. It's outdated Cold War era stirring up that shows how out of touch the leadership of the Democratic Party is. What? What? That? Jesus! I can't believe your head exploded. No! God damn! No! Son of a bitch! No! Look, I believe in every fucking issue you care about. Rights for everyone, helping the workers, women's gays, Black Lives Matter, electoral reform. But that shit don't fly with Mr. and Mrs. Middle America. But they sure as fuck remember Russia being the bad guy. And I know we're old. We're going to die soon. Some of us sooner rather than later if we have to put up with your hyper-left bullshit ass. But you organizers, have you ever heard of a wedge issue? You use them to pry open doors to voters that might not otherwise listen to you. And once you have them listening to you, then you fill them with all the other fucking awesome things that you want to do that will help them. The motherfucking right wing has that shit down. Pat, abortion, gay rights, religious freedom, and not to bake cakes for gays or give women health care. Those are the tools they cracked open the stone skulls of the right-leaning voters and then carved out space for their bat shit crazy ideas so you know what can do we can use russia as our own little fucking pry bar it's no wonder we get our asses kicked last year and every year for the past i don't know how many but right now you are sitting there thinking that i don't know shit because i voted for the wrong person who was trying to tell the demented cheese curd that he was peddling our country to the fucking russians and his voters didn't give a shit so what the fuck do i know so let me tell you what I know. That shit matters. It will matter to people that you have never fucking met, never fucking talked to, and barely fucking know exist outside of your bubble. The bubble that I live in, but I was born outside of. So call your fucking Congress critter and demand to know what the fuck is going on. This is not politics. It is not identity politics. It's not right wing or left wing. It's the future of the United fucking States. So unless you want to be eating borscht three meals a day in about two years, and if you ever had cold cabbage soup, I don't think so. Well, maybe some of you fuckers in Brooklyn might have, then go out and demand investigations. And don't say impeach, say investigate. Because I guarantee goddamn to you, if we get the investigation, the impeachment will come soon enough. 
That is it for our show this week. Show 97 in the back. Two down, one to go to the Big 100. And we still don't know what the hell we're going to do for that show. It's impossible to plan what the show might be that far out. Face it, well, you could all be hiding in the mountains screaming Wolverines while blowing up an armored personnel carrier by that time. We don't know. Jesus, Trump hasn't even been on an office a month. And here I am doing the big impeachment show I figured wouldn't come around until at least April. Hey, if you're a member of the intelligence services or the FBI and you want to leak your damning information to the media but don't trust the big names, why not try a low-rated podcast? Send us to, send it to us at whatthehellpodcast@gmail.com or call our listener line at 347-687-9601. Or hey, you know, just break in on my FaceTime with Gavin, whatever's easiest. That's right, Gavin. They know we're listening and they know that you're crying about my killing your paladin. Rate and review the show on iTunes so spies can find us easier when they want to leak their spy stuff or just chat about why paladins are the worst player class in D&D. Follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. All 97 episodes and many extras are at the show name on SoundCloud at our www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Sir Gavin the Virgin, and all the other fictional leakers on this show, we want to say, why are there so many... Leaks about Russian. And what is it Trump's trying to hide? Russians are villains, and Trump has delusions that the Russians are on his side. So we've been told, and Chaffetz chooses to believe it. I know he's wrong. Wait and see. Someday we'll find it. The Russian connection. The House, the Senate, and me. We'll see you all next week
Seltzer Kings Podcasts.